0: yeah, We're going to talk a little bit about new life. What we talked about Wednesday night and that you can get that message, um, you just go online at lwfchurch.com. Go ahead and click on media. You can listen to Wednesday night's message, but we talked about thirsting after God and some of the principles and how Gradualism takes place in our lives and we get farther and farther away and we don't even realize we get farther away from God. And we talked a little bit about some principles of how to get you even closer. And it's, it's really comes down to the presence of the Lord. I'm telling you, the presence of the Lord is in this place today. And I believe it's because you brought him here. Amen. If you got an iPad or tablet or phone, you're more than welcome to use it. We're going to talk about Colossians chapter 3. So why don't you guys just go ahead and get on your electronic devices if you want to. I'm going to do it the old-fashioned way today. I'm going to use a book, (laughs) an actual physical book, and I'm going to read out of that today. So we're going to get to Colossians uh, chapter 3. I'm going to read through verses 1 through 17. There's a place that I want to get to, but beforehand I want to talk a little bit about salvation as you're finding your place in the Word of God. Uh, I was 20 years old when I made a commitment and decision to follow Christ, I was, I I say it this way, I was 20 years old when I gave my heart to Jesus Christ, but I was 24 when I gave him my life. Does anybody know what I'm talking about? There's some times where you say you know that you know that you know that something's going on and the spirit of the living God is calling you and you step into that. And I remember when, you know, when I was going to college at that time, and, and I was just like, I had gone to this church, and I didn't even know what kind of church it was, because I was from a church where if you raised your hand, people looked at you, and, and I went to this church, and they had a band, and they were raising their hands, and they were dancing before the Lord, and I was kind of like, this is pretty cool. I said, I thought I only could do this on Friday and Saturday nights. Come on, somebody. Come on, some of you guys are going, oh, yeah, yeah, you're revealed, yeah. You. Friday and Saturday nights, we would get out there and we would dance and have a good time in the world. But why can't we do that in the church? God created the dance, by the way. just wanted you to know where that came from, where it originated from. So I came to the altar, and I gave my life to Christ. And I didn't understand how things began to happen, but things began to happen. I, I felt I was a good moral person. I didn't want to ever cheat anybody. I have a saying that if I can't get it honest, I don't want it. Let me say it again. My philosophy is if I can't get it honest, I don't want it. If I've got to cheat you or do something different to get it from you, I I don't want that. It's the same way with our philosophy within the ministry. When we take up a tithe and offering, we are not going to manipulate you to give. We're not going to put children up here that, come on somebody that have pictures and a manipulator, a dog that's up here that says. I think I can switch mics. How about that? Let me get this one ready because I'm going to use this one also, Justin, if you would. So sometimes people, you know, you manipulate people. I've watched a television show. And I I love animals. I love dogs and man. They made this they made this commercial this info commercial so bad by the time I, I felt so bad about those dogs And those cats and everything else and I love those that's that's wonderful. You know what happens is inside us. We have Something in us that wants to save and if you don't have Christ you'll try to save whales If you don't have Christ you'll try to save trees if you don't have Christ, now, I believe those things are important, and our earth and the world is important, and we should be good stewards of that. But when that's your driving force, and that's the only thing you talk about, is saving a whale, or saving a whale, or saving a whale, and God's not involved in that, then there's something inside us that wants to save. So I I gave my life to Christ when I was 20 years old, and I thought, well, things began to change, and a week later I was back doing some things that I... Whew that I really don't care to tell you about I was doing. But when I was 24, I began to get into the Word of God and understand a little bit more about the Word of God, how the Word of God was and how the Word of God is and how the Word of God will be. It is alive and active, and that's where the name Living Word Fellowship comes from. It doesn't come from we pulled it out of the sky or or picked three names in a hat and pulled one out and said, let's name it that. It comes from Hebrew 4.12, where it says, the word of God is alive and active. It can separate, you know, marrow and, and bone. It can separate the spirit and the soul. It's the word of God that's alive, and it's alive today. And although that was many years ago, and I'm getting a little bit older now, and I realize just how far I've come but it's only because of God's grace it's only because of his mercy it's only because of his love i'm telling you there's been some things that i should have been gone long ago but i want to thank god for his grace and his mercy upon my life and maybe it's when i the the older i get the more important things are to us the more i can look back and i go god you were involved in that situation And I'm saying this today because I really believe that some of you here today have some situations or issues in your life. And I want you to know, look for God in that situation. Listen to the Spirit of God in that situation. And sometimes we can get so, we can get so busy You can look at the television. You know what happens with the television? I am a, um, (laughs) Shelly was talking about trying to retrieve that scripture. I told her one time, I said, you know, she's operating in whatever the best processor is out there. You know what I mean? She's got that processor, and she's just happening here. And I said, I'm still on the MS-DOS system. So now I've got a new thing. I got a new thing. When she asked me a question, or if I miss a turn, and I'm supposed to turn somewhere, I got a new thing. And she said, how'd you miss that turn? I was like, I was buffering. How about that, Brian? Would that work? She doesn't buffer much. She's right on it. Are you with me? She's right on it. So I was buffering. You buffered this morning, honey, a little bit with me. So I was buffering. But the more I buffer and then gather my information and get that information, I realize how important my life, my salvation, my life is. And it's not the old life. It's the new life. Say new life tell the person next to you new life so we're gonna talk about new life so it's about new life so let's take a look at uh, Colossians chapter 3 and and we look at the Word of God and, and we do five different things with the Word of God when we begin to look at it we look at it hermeneutically in other words what is going on with it who said it who was it said to under what conditions was it said what did it mean to them then what's it mean to us now Paul was was imprisoned when he wrote the letter to the Colossian church and how many of you know he is dealing with Christians he was dealing with believers all right so we got some believers that we're talking to tonight today and and he's dealing with you he's dealing with us we can begin to look at this I love the message bible there's some times I mean I love the bible period I love I do my most of my study out of the new american standard updated version I love the good news bible we I, there's times I look at the Message Bible and I'm like, nah, I don't like how it read there. And then there's times where I look at it and go, wow, this is really good. So let me just share this scripture with you guys. uh, Chapter 3, I'm just going to read through um, if you want to read through with me. He talks about he is your life. Listen to this, listen. So if you're serious about living this new resurrection life with Christ, pursue the things over which Christ presides Don't shuffle along with your eyes to the ground, absorbed with the things right in front of you. See to do that sometimes. Can I get rid of it? How about that? This one probably even make me feel even better. How many times do you go through life with your head down? just trying to get through the day, trying to get through this hour, just trying to get through this project or this task or wherever you work, just trying to move through those things. He he goes on and he says, don't shuffle, don't shuffle along, your eyes to the ground, absorbed in the things right in front of you. Look up and be alert to what's going around Christ. That's where the action is. See the things from his perspective. He goes on and he says, Your old life is dead. Say that with me. Your old life is dead. Now make it personal. My old life is dead. He says, your new life, which is your real life. I like that. It's like... You thought that that old life was your real life and the things you were doing in that old life was your real life, but I got news for you. When you come to Christ, you got a new life and that old life is dead and now you're beginning to live the real life, the real new life, and things are new. Come on, somebody. Am I in the right church? So he says, your new life, which is your real life, even though invisible to spectators, is with Christ in God. He is your life. A lot of times I I love my wife and I think about Shelly a lot. And I I think, but she's not my life. Are you with me? She's my wife. But he's my life. And he's the most important thing. And I remember years ago when we first started dating and, and talking. And Jesus was always first and foremost in my life. God is first and foremost in my life, and we talked about that, and that's what we were looking at, and because my old life I stepped out of, and I operate in my, my new life, and he, and although she's important, and the very most important thing besides Christ is her. Are you with me? Y'all understand the priority situation? I'm not, I don't have my priorities out of whack. In fact, I've got my priorities properly aligned. God should be first in your life. I love sports, and I love some teams, and, but the thunder is not first in my life. God is first in my life. Are you with me? Oklahoma or Oklahoma State, Tulsa, they're not first in your life. Shouldn't be. God should be first in your life. Just, just a little thought there. He goes on and he says, when Christ, your real life, remember, shows up again on this earth, you'll show up too, the real you, the glorious you. Meanwhile, be content with obscurity like Christ. I'm not going to unpack that today. But he goes on and he says, and that means killing off everything connected with the old way of death. Old way of death. And the Bible talks a lot about life and death. It says death and life are in the power of the tongue you can be how you speak you can speak life into a situation or you can speak death into a situation you can speak victory into a situation or you can speak defeat into a situation and and you guys have been around me long enough. You know I'm I'm talking victory. I'm talking success. I'm talking prosperity. I'm talking victory, overcoming. I'm talking you can do it. If you get knocked down, you get back up. If 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 you've got if you got pushed back one step, take two steps forward. That you can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. So the Bible talks quite a bit about life and death. He goes on and he says, that means killing off everything connected with death. Okay, we're flying now. We've taken off. The airplane is in the air. Get ready. It's going to get a little turbulent, all right? He says, He says take those things off or kill those things off. Sexual promiscuity, impurity, lust. How about this one? Doing whatever you feel like whenever you feel like doing it. Grabbing whatever attracts your fancy. That's the life that's shaped, listen, by things and feelings instead of God. I've lived that life. How about you? I won't ask you. I won't ask you to nod. He says, it's because of the kind of thing, that kind of thing, that God is about to explode in anger. Listen, it wasn't long that you were doing all that stuff and not knowing any better. Now little survey, I love surveys. How many of you ever done some stuff and not not known any better? Come on. Everybody should have their hand up because we've done some of that stuff. Because we didn't know. I didn't I didn't know, honey. I didn't know I was doing that and that was pouring water in the boat instead of bailing water. Are you with me? Sometimes we do things and we just don't know any better. He goes on and he and he says this. He says, "Uh right here. But now you know better. So make sure it's all gone for good bad temper irritability meanness profanity dirty talk don't lie to one another you guys okay all right we're, we're a little bit rough ladies and gentlemen buckle your seat belts we've had a little turbulence now we're going to begin to get into some cleaner air and we're going to begin to move a little higher Are you ready to go with me he says don't lie to one another you're done with that old life You're done with that old life. You're done. You're done with that old life. It's like a filthy set of ill-fitting clothes that you've stripped off and put into a fire. Now you're dressed in a new wardrobe. And all the ladies say, amen. Yeah, all of a sudden they perk up, don't they? It's all right. I have no problem with a new wardrobe. I'll show you, because did you know that God has a designer label? I'm going to show you in the Word of God that he likes designer labels. I'm going to show you at the end of my message. The ladies are like, oh, yeah, baby, I told you, I told you. I have no problem with a designer label. In fact, one year, there was somebody that was, they were buying those coach purses. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Raise your hand. We've got one, two, three, four. I thought, these women, I was in the store, and I was like, oh my gosh, you know how expensive these things are? This is a true story. I was like, oh my goodness, those things are expensive. Do you know what I'm talking about? You know, coach purse. And, and these ladies were buying them. I was like, Shelly, they're buying these purses, and Tatum and others, you know, they're like buying these purses, Shelly's, and I'm thinking, wow. So the next day, I went to my computer, and I looked up the stock, and I bought it. <laughs> I did. I bought the stock, bought 100 shares of it, and I, and I actually made $1,000 on, on the Coach purse. So hallelujah for designer label. Can I get an amen? Hey, I figured if they're going to buy it and the ladies are after that, I'm, I need to go back in the store and say, Where, what are they after next? <laughs> what is it, Louis Vuitton or something? <laughs> I need to get some stock in that. Anyways, just that's that might be a tidbit. Somebody's going to go, ooh, I'm going to go look that up. Wardrobe. I got off off track. Let me get back to the word. He says, Every item of your new way of life is custom made by the creator with his label on it. All the old-fashioned labels are now obsolete. Words like Jewish or non-Jewish, religious or irreligious, insider or outsider, uncivilized or uncouth, slave or free. They mean nothing. I mean, sometimes you're like, well, I can't do this because I didn't have the right education or I didn't come from the right side of the tracks or I didn't have the silver spoon in my mouth. Mine was plastic. But I'm here to tell you that you can and through Christ, all things are possible. And you might say, well, I can't break out. And I'm here to tell you, yes, you can break out. Turn to your neighbor and say, yes, you can. Tell them it's a new life. It's a new life. He says, from now on, everyone is defined by Christ. Everyone is included in Christ. So look at this. Chosen by God for this new life of love. <laughs> y'all didn't hear me. Because he said, you were chosen, you were special, you're amazing, you are wonderful, you are one of a kind, I'm one of a kind. There may be other people that can prophesy, or preach, or teach, or pray, or whatever, but I am a one of a kind. You are unique, you are wonderfully made, and when you begin to look at that, you got somebody's got to say, wow, I even wrote it in my Bible, I was like, wow, wow, new life. I'm chosen by God. He chose you. I mean, Shorty, I don't know if you were here the other day, but I was like, you know, during a basketball team, you know, when I was younger, they were like, you know, I was always the shortest kid in school. And when they picked a the basketball team, who would they take? Shorty, come on up here just a second. Who would you take? We're playing a little ball. We're going to start a team. Anybody want to pick? have first pick? First round in this year's NBA draft is Shorty, seven foot two, Snyder. See, so all of us, all of us that may have thought they were chosen last, I'm here to tell you, God thinks you're amazing. He thinks you are wonderful, and he's chosen you. If anything, you ought to put your shoulders back a little bit more and say, "Who that makes me feel good doesn't that make you feel good? Those of us that were chosen last, right? The Bible says those that are last will be? Hey, 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 that's what I'm talking about. He says, so chosen by God for this new life of love, dress in the wardrobe that God picked out for you. Here's your wardrobe. Compassion, kindness, humility, quiet strength, discipline, even-tempered, content with second place, quick to forgive an offense. Forgive as quickly and completely as the master forgave you. And regardless of what else you do, wear love. It's your basic all-purpose garment. Never be without it. Let the peace of Christ keep you in tune with each other, in step with each other. None of this going off and doing your own thing. And cultivate thankfulness. We did that last Sunday. We looked at that thankfulness and said we had testimonies where people came up and said what they were thankful about let the word of Christ the message have the run of the house do you know what that means let him have every area of your life let the word of Christ this word have the run of the house don't just say you know our kids sometimes we'll we'll have the grandkids over and we'll close off a room you can't go in the office you can't go in here don't close off anything for God Please don't close those things off. Let him have the whole run of the house. Instruct and direct one another using good common sense and sing. Sing your hearts out to God and let every detail of your lives, listen to this, words and actions, whatever be done in the name of the master, Jesus, thanking God the Father every step of the way. Say that's new life. Let me just pray just a moment Father I just thank you that you are Going to let us see that we're taking off That old life And we're going to begin to put on That new life The real life We're going to receive and operate In that real life in Christ Give us wisdom today Give us eyes to hear Or eyes to see and ears to hear Everything that you want to show us today Let us be able to catch That new life right now in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. Hey, there's Mario Perez. I want to introduce to you guys Mario Perez. Mario's going to share a little bit about old life and new life. Thank you,
1: sir. Good morning. You guys look awfully bright today. I had to put my glasses on. Can you guys hear me okay? Okay, good. Well, I just wanted to share some of the things that um, I went through as a teenager and um, some of the things that God has shown me throughout this time that I've been walking with him. Okay, um, I'm just going to take you back to when I was 14 because that's where I want to start. Um, picture this. Remember yourself when you were 14. What kind of things were you doing? Can you guys get, kind of get an idea? Immaturity. Picking on people. Making fun of people. Well, That wasn't my teenage life. My teenage life was one of an adult. At the age of 14, um, I was sitting inside of a jail cell facing life in prison at 14. Because I couldn't see. I was blinded by my neighborhood. I was blinded by the way I was raised. I was blinded by the community I was living in. But see, even though I wasn't following after Christ because I was 26 years old when I started following him, he still showed me grace because I'm not serving life in prison. But I was still living in hell at that time. You know, um, My maturity level was very, very high. (sighs) 14 years old, facing life in prison. Can you imagine one of your children? I have a 14-year-old son. And when I look at him and I see his innocence, it crushes my heart. Not in a bad way, in a good way. Because he's not going through what I went through. And the good thing is is that, that I don't have to go through what Christ went through because of His grace, because of what He did for us. I was a, a very, very bad person growing up as a child. I mean, just in order for me to feel good about myself, I had to hurt somebody, whether it be physically, emotionally, mentally any which way I can hurt somebody so that I can feel good about myself. That's how high my esteem about myself was. The only way I can feel high about myself is if I brought people down to be lower than me. But not with Christ. You see, my teenage life and even in my 20s, until the day that I met Christ, I was living an old life. And I'm not talking about that time. I'm talking about I was living my childhood five six seven eight nine ten years old you see because when I was that age my hair changed colors like four times I had dark red auburn hair and then light red and then blonde and then brown and now it's dark brown so everybody always had something to pick on me about but not only that I was the lightest kid in the neighborhood It was an all-Hispanic neighborhood, yeah, and my skin is very, very light. I've been out in the sun this summer, so you can't tell. But my skin is very light because I have Spanish blood in me. And I was always picked on. People would spit on me, beat me up, hurt me, and they broke me. They broke me down. So when I became a teenager and a young adult, I did it back to the world because I was living in that old life. But not anymore, you see, because, again, God's showing his beautiful grace to me. I was sitting inside of a jail cell again. This time I was facing 10 years in prison for doing the same mistake over and over and over again and expecting different results. Insanity, maybe. But not according to God. God. His grace was sitting right next to me. And that's when I said, You know what? I'm tired of this life. I don't know what else to do. Help me with this. You see, I used to be an alcoholic and I used to be a drug addict. But after that day in that jail cell, I no longer was because I took off the new life, or I took off the old life, and Jesus gave me a new life to put on. Amen? See, and he showed me that in more than one way, you see, he didn't stop there because I can't go anywhere without a new path. But the thing is, is that it's not my path. It's his. And this is what I thought I was. but this is who I am.
0: So, the scripture says that you're done with that old life. The part that he didn't tell you about, the the gang, the issues, the situations that he was in, he took off of those garments. The scripture also says it's like a filthy set of ill-fitting clothes. Some people may think, may think that their clothes fit them, but the truth is, is without Christ, they don't fit them at all. So you see that pile of clothes right there? That's what that represents. He says it's to be stripped off and put in the fire. Listen, a lot of us say, well, you know, that old life, I'm just dealing with that old life. That old life keeps rising up. I'm here to tell you that's dead. If, you'll let, if it's dead, keep it dead. Put it into the fire doesn't mean that you know, you can be resurrected again. It means it can be burned because when something is put through a fire, when, you, when e- even coal itself under pressure turns into a diamond, when you begin to put things, gold, into a, a fire, and it begins to bring out the dross and the, the ugly stuff that's there, sometimes those, that stuff has to come and it has to be put into the fire. The scripture goes on and he says this. He says, you were chosen by God for new life. Dress in a wardrobe, okay? You're now dressed in a new wardrobe. Tell the person next to you, I got a new wardrobe. wardrobe. You got a new wardrobe. And as his representation of the old wardrobe and the new wardrobe. And listen, don't get this confused. Because there are people that dress very nicely but don't have Christ And it's not good. The Bible doesn't say look at the outward appearance. It says look at the inward appearance of the man. So it's not all about that. But he says now you're dressed in a new wardrobe. Dressed in a wardrobe. Listen. Picked by God. Picked out for you by God. Compassion and kindness. Next slide, Mike. Look right here. Every item of your new way of life is custom made by who? So, we can look at our designer labels right here, and you can look, and you can see Tommy Hilfiger, or you can see Lacoste, or you can see Versace, Versace. I want one of those. Anybody, what is those real expensive suits, honey, that are Armani? Are you with me? You can wear all of those, but unless you come to Christ, unless you give him everything that he has, that the, you, he, you have for him, that label may be on your clothes. But you guys ready for the new label that you're going to get? Here's the new label. The Bible says that he's going to give you a new set of clothing designed for you. There's a biblical example, if you'll go back in, in 1 Kings, and, and when Saul and David, and David came out to, before he, he met with Goliath and killed Goliath, Saul began to put on what? A coat of armor, and that armor wasn't for him. Virginia's coat, garments, are not for me. Mine are not for her. She's got specially made, tailor-made God-designed, label Jesus Christ garments that she can put on. Amen? Will you stand to your feet today? Stay right there. Susan, will you come on up and play? We're talking about living a new life. And here's an example of taking off the old and operating in the new. The foundation of living a new life is a belief system. And the belief system that everything in my life is centered on Christ. That's my belief system. If you're here today and you don't know Christ, we're going to give you the opportunity to come and pray with the prayer ministry teams that are going to come and give your life to him. If you're here today and you're saying, you know what, I've been operating there and you need to be operating here, just step out of the old and into the new. The Bible says that in, in, in Thessalonians that we become a new creation when you look up that in the word in the Greek, it literally means a new species of being. The word transformed we are renewed by the transforming of our mind that word transformation is the process of metamorphosis it 's the process in which a, a cocoon is is the larva within inside the cocoon is transformed into a butterfly how many of you know he doesn't just take a, a caterpillar and put wings on it it's totally transformed there's a DNA transformation that takes place so you may not realize that when you've given your life to Christ you become that new creation in Christ Jesus you just got to walk in it if the enemy can continue to whisper in your ear until you're not good enough or you didn't come from the right side of the track or you spent time in jail there's a lot of people who didn't spend time physically in jail that are in jail today that are held captive in bondage by the enemy and god came to set us free from that and that's the new life in which we walk in sometimes when i look at a problem or situation i'm like oh man why me instead of saying it's an opportunity i'm going to walk through this As somebody in new life somebody in new life so when we look at a designer label you matter to God he's got that designer label it'd be cool if I had a little label I could put on everybody could put that under clothes they'd be walking around this you know I got a designer shirt that Jesus gave me that's the new life he's talking about here today just as Mario gave his life to Christ and he's walking in that new life It's difficult it's it's not easy I'm not here to tell you how wonderful and easy and wave a magic wand and everything's gonna be taken care of it's not we got to walk through those things but I'm here to tell you wherever you are now don't back up move forward I'm here to say look don't quit I'm here to say keep walking in that new life keep believing God Keep believing God for the next thing. Some of you may have kids and issues in your life that you just don't know about. Continue to pray some more. Continue to walk in faith. Continue to believe God. I want to pray for you today. Let's just pray. Father, just release your goodness upon our lives today. I thank you for those that are here. We're talking about new life. New life in you. And I thank you, Father, that we're going to be clothed with compassion and kindness. We're going to have the wardrobe that has humility, quiet strength, discipline, even-tempered. We're going to be content with not being in first place all the time. We're going to be quick to forgive an offense. Quick to forgive an offense. We want to forgive just as you forgave us, Father. And regardless of what else, we are going to put on love. We're going to put on the garment of love. We're going to be dressed in love. We're going to love those that are unlovely. We're going to love those that are hurting. We're going to love those that never feel like they ever have been loved in their life. And it's because of you Because you first loved us. In Jesus' name I pray. And everybody said, amen. What is the most important thing to put on? Everybody. Everybody. The Bible said, God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes on him shall not perish but have everlasting life. And it's about love. So we're going to invite you, if you're here today, we've got some prayer teams on the side right over there. We want to be able to pray for you and anything that you may need prayer for. We're here to do that for you. We're going to dismiss and we bless you. Go forth in His power and His might. Go forth in a new life. Say, I have a new life in Christ Jesus. And go forth in His love. God bless you. Have a great afternoon. Let's give the Lord some praise as you exit today.